I was 21 when I bought my first bike, and I wasn't exactly thrilled about the purchase. I never enjoyed riding bikes as a kid, and I was only buying this one because I had no other choice. I bought this bike because my car's back end locked up while I was driving it. The reason for this unfortunate event stemmed from an accident I had been in on a snowy night in April. The man that wrecked into me seemed honest enough, regardless of his incessant pickup lines that were definitely in bad taste, so I assumed that he'd give a truthful account of the accident to his insurance representative. He didn't, and I was going to have to pay $1,500 out of pocket to have it repaired. I didn't have money coming in. My parents were probably more broke than I was, so my car sat in front of my house for the better part of September and October until I could make ends meet. When this happened, finding a different mode of transportation was the first order of business. I lived three miles from my job and four miles from Bethel, so biking seemed like the best option. I happened across a bike at a flea market off of Capitol Avenue. It was a $20 retro Sears. Not bad at all, really. All black, three-speed, awful brakes that would cramp my hands, curved handlebars, and a shitty chain with caked-on rust. Her pedals would knock obnoxiously against the kickstand, and the kickstand barely stood the bike up at all. The back fender looked like it was probably run over by a car, and the back tire had a bent valve stem that ultimately made it go flat, making me late to work one afternoon. I spent a lot of afternoons when I should have been reading for my multiple classes, outside with a wrench, covered in rustoleum lube, making sure I would have a way to make it to Bethel in the morning. The bike needed a lot of work. I replaced the seat and eventually just removed the kickstand, replaced the chain and looped the brakes, took off the fender and replaced the tire and inner tube. Now she was riding much better, and I grew a bond with her. Each morning, when the air was wet and the sun was rising behind the rooftops, I would exit my house into the garage to retrieve my bike. Fatigued, dark circles under my eyes, I would lug my bike out of the crowded garage and place headphones in my ears. I'd make my way down the driveway, look both ways, hop on my bike that was just a little too tall for me, and push down the road towards school. The ride was enjoyable enough. The cool air would help me wake up, and the little peaks of sunrise I would get while crossing the river or riding down Jefferson improved my early morning grouch. I really enjoyed punk music when I was riding because the fast beat encouraged my feet to keep up. The music had to be at a volume that would drown out the noise of the pedal hitting the kickstand, but quiet enough for me to detect oncoming traffic. There were people I passed in the morning who became regulars to my screeching brakes and cheerful, panting good mornings. Riding to work was much more pleasant, even though it was 90% uphill. I felt a little more comfortable taking sink baths and changing in the bathroom than I did at school. But it was always much more dangerous. Each ride to work, I remember thinking that when I got my car back, I would yield for any biker that crossed my path, because it's dangerous out there for bikers. People do not wait for you, they don't give you your space, and they will cut you off. Both rides were enjoyable, though, and I always had a sense of accomplishment when I got to where I was going. I have never given my body as much credit as I did in those two months. However crazy my situation, it got me to where, it need where I needed to be. Even though things were not looking so great for me, my car was broken down, I was eating mac and cheese every night for almost three weeks, and I was falling into bed each night overwhelmed with the exhaustion of each day, I kept going. Those bike rides are a part of the reason why I kept it all together. After an especially stressful day at work, I would look forward to the release of frustration I would feel while pumping on my pedals towards home. 
but a lot of days I would wake up frustrated at my situation, frustrated that I had no other choice but to get on that bike every morning to get to where I needed to go, upset with my parents because they couldn't help me, upset at myself for deciding to go to school without thinking things through first. I barely even liked school in the first place because it took up way too much of my time. So yes, quitting was something that tempted me, especially with a full-time job lined up whenever I was ready to take the offer. But I decided to stick to it because I know a good opportunity for character growth when I see one. And I knew when I got my car fixed, I would feel so much better knowing that I had somewhere to drive to. Giving up is always an option for all of us. I thought about skipping out on this assignment because the thought of my voice being projected in a room full of people is my actual nightmare. I've considered dropping out every semester since I've started school. I've wanted to quit my job probably six times since I was hired last May. And why haven't I quit, even when it crosses my mind so often? I don't know. I, I really don't. Maybe because that feeling of accomplishment through hardship is so sweet. Or maybe it's something about self-gratification. I'm not sure. I'm not saying I've never given up on anything, but I know sometimes our minds tell us we can't take any more, but our bodies push on. And there's magic in that. Humans are a species that overcome great obstacles just to live. Many people have been through experiences even worse than my own, and I acknowledge that. I'd love to say that I kept going because I saw some positive outcome of my perseverance, but that's not really true. I pushed through because that's what we do. All of us. We just keep going, hoping tomorrow will be better than today, or these past two weeks, or even these past three years, even though tomorrow has a great potential to be even worse. If we didn't keep going, we'd be stagnant and stagnant water has the potential to kill.